0: an interview with George Bennett uh, I think it was MLA and uh, the interview was done in about and sometimes during the 1970s oh and of course this is Norma King speaking that's the year t- now now the year 2000 and I'm copying these tapes wait a minute hmm. when did you come to the Gullfields
1: well I came here on the 16th of January 1896 uh-huh. my father arrived here one year prior to us
0: uh-huh. and you, you, you came out with your
1: mother and brothers and sisters Yeah, you? my mother brought us here five of us children I was the youngest
0: where did you come over by boat? to, we to came Albany? by
1: boat to Fremantle, Fremantle. Arrived, and uh, we came on to Kalgoorlie uh,
0: you would have come by the train? by then, the train, new train that's which
1: right. was true uh, the other it was not built the Coolgardie at that time it was the other side about three miles oh, and we
0: finished.
1: continued on coach mm-hmm. to Kalgoory. I
0: can imagine that mm. would be, and uh, how old were you then?
1: I was six years of age.
0: Do you remember arriving here? Or? Uh,
1: the only thing I remember was when I arrived at it was the first knowledge I had of sea and how I came to wake up to me thought sort of then was that so many camels
0: camels were there where were they everywhere
1: camels there must have been a hundred in the street no at the railway head, at the head of the railway line waiting to carry the material that was brought by the train
0: they used mainly camels
1: yeah with donkeys horses afghans in their colored costumes and everything and i'd never seen a camel before or i never saw a donkey and uh, you can understand.
0: Oh, you'd be excited. Yeah,
1: how excited I am.
0: Well, you see, you do me- remember something unusual when you're a kid, you know. Yeah. Anyway, uh, what's I going to say? Um,
1: that's good.
0: Yeah, but it doesn't matter because I'll wipe off what I yeah.
1: don't want. And when we, we came through on a coach, and on a, coming through Coolgardie, we saw the same spectacle. Mm. The street of Coolgardie was crowded with men, Afghans, The people those days were just like they are today. The young men and the old blokes with whiskers and that dungarees on, and uh, we came through in coach, and there was, of course, donkeys, teams, and
0: where would you get off that coach? Would you have some central place? Yes,
1: we got off. I understand where the Palace Hotel is now. Well, actually,
0: I'll tell you what I heard. There was a a staging. There was a place around behind the exchange that was a central place. Yeah, where the police
1: station was. was Somewhere there. Oh yeah. Well, we got off somewhere there. Somewhere there. hmm? And the mine sent the drain with a horse for the meters to take us out to the mine because my father was one of the first engine drivers. Which mine? Boulder, Great Boulder. Great Boulder. And the father on arrival there we were notified that dad was in the hospital with the fever which there was many dying at the time and they took us out to where we were going to live the single men built us a three-room tent with an oil drum as a stove and we started off there
0: and your mother had to come in to see your father in hospital
1: my father came mother walked through that bush which was it's very lonely and advised not to do it, but those days the men were a different type of they are today. Oh, they they'd be lynched if they done anything to a, a woman.
0: Well, even in my own memory, you know, I've lived in bush places. Mm. I've never been worried.
1: No. And uh, anyhow, Mum had no education, never went to school. Uh-huh. Dad had very little. And we started off. I went to college school on the lease, one of the first. I went great it? What
0: Up sort on of the a man was he?
1: He was a, oh, a man that you could, couldn't, well, I don't know, I've never heard or seen a man like him. He was good. I used to go to the, later on, I used to go to the, Christmas parties where he run for natives. For natives yeah. And I was connected with him for years, although I wasn't a Church of England. But I he didn't I care camp. what religion No,
0: That's a good minister. he came
1: to our house because my brother <coughs> was a bit of an outlaw, and he used to try to keep him in check. he come there, and he, he was one of the family.
0: Yeah, mm. I've read. My mother remembers him, and she was telling me about the parties they go the night of it.
1: And I was in contact with him just prior to his death, only a few years ago. in Perth. I read
0: about his death. <coughs> what I going to say? He, um... <coughs> he uh... Oh, this little school you had was it just
1: a was it just a Hesham Tank. Train? No, it was a tank. A great big tank. Was that the Tank it's Church the, they yeah,
0: talked
1: Tams about? And that's outside. where you were taught in that? Yeah. It would be damn hot, wouldn't it? Yes, it was in the summer. We, I was only there for a while because there was a convent school opened on the horseshoe lease. The horseshoe. And we had to shift out of our house that they built for us because we were right under where the, the plant is now that they had to build there. Oh, and me. they shifted us and we went down near the Chaffers. So. I went then, crossed the line over to the Horseshoe lease into the Catholic school, first Catholic school. That there. would be
0: St. Joseph's.
1: Well, I don't know what I it think was.
0: it would be. Was that, would that be sort of near Cambelly? Yeah, that was, my um, mum lived in Cambelly. Yeah. When my grandmother came out here, her husband had got killed on the, while they're on their way over, and oh, she yes. had six kids, and I landed here and worked for there was a boarding housekeeper called Mrs. Rice. And she was my mother's sister, Mm. and my mother's auntie, I mean, Mm. and she, uh, my mother had to, grandmother had to work for her and raise six kids on her own here. Mm. She did bank cleaning, Mm. washing, you know. Mm. Well, now. Well, what are we up to? What would you, you, that was your childhood, Mm. and uh, then you went and worked on, um, where'd you work first? Well,
1: I worked first for a building contractor at Boulder. Uh, by the name Matthews, who shifted the houses off the Adeline lease
0: down where the new ones yeah, are now.
1: Yeah, uh, on uh, down that end, I forget the name they call that on the creek. Do you remember the creek down in um, the boulder. Oh, yeah, we shifted all the houses off of there. And I was working in the shop prior to that, cleaning at five shillings a week from 7.30 till 5pm, cleaning lards for trellis work. Oh. Every house had a trellis work. Well then when they got the contract, I went out with them as a boy, and I, I was 14 years of age at the time, and I was digging block holes underneath the houses for the blocks when they shifted them and mucking around. You
0: were doing the dirty work. I the was
1: hard work? doing the dirty work, five shillings a week, and from 7.30 in the morning till 5. Well, I then had various jobs, I, I went out, I went to a bike firm in Trafalgar, was there working and I went was to... Was there a
0: big centre at Trafalgar? Yes,
1: yeah, so I've got all the population everything, and everything in books and uh, they, uh, I went out sandalwooding, I went down lakeside and I worked about three weeks down there and I rode my bike from Trafalgar down to Lakeside as kitchen boy, and I was there at six o'clock in the morning after riding down or six o'clock at night. Oh
0: my God, that was work.
1: And then out of Wooden And uh, then I went in 19 and I went to, well working on the Aultt gold mine, where the tourist, tourist places at the present time. I was working on the sorting table there and uh, trimmer on the boilers. I had to give every now and then, on certain times, a hand on the end of the logs. <laughs> to
0: throw them in the boiler? Yeah,
1: to help the firemen. Oh,
0: God. So,
1: I worked on that. Then I went out sandalwooding. Then I went on the great boulder mine.
0: Just oh. hang off for a minute. I just want to see if this is working because I'd be... Missing. Cleaning boilers.
1: Cleaning boilers. And uh, then, this is come to the part you want now then, is it? In 1910 it was, that I, uh, there was a, a, somebody came and contacted some of the boys in Boulder, to, or young men, would they go to the, they wanted men up at the Wimwell copper mine in the North West and that the conditions in which they explained were pretty good, so I decided with three other um, young men to go up there. My mother was very hostile to, about me going because we lived a very happy life home. Now, a place it was a. We were were you were the
0: first one to leave home. I was
1: the first, oh. and uh, so I went went away there, and. Uh, we had a good trip up on the boat. I was very sick. What
0: was the name of the boat?
1: The Cambana, which, which uh, turned over and was never heard of later.
0: Was that long after your yeah. trip? Yeah, a few
1: years after. Yeah. Mm. And uh, going up on the boat, I was sick, and the purser took a, a fancy to me in some way, I don't know why, but he said to me, he said, look, young fellow, he said, I don't like you going here. He said it's a uh, a rotten place to work, he said, of slave conditions, and he said they treat you rotten. Oh. So anyhow... How old were you then? I was uh, 20. It was 1910. Mm-hmm. I you was were... born in eighteen ninety. Oh, well you were 20 then? Yeah. And uh, we got off the boat out in the stream at a, and uh, we were put on a lighter.
0: Now, what is exactly a lighter?
1: A lighter is a flat-top boat which they put out stock, cattle, or sheep. Is it steam driven yeah. like Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, out in the water, sheep, luggage and all sorts of uh, uh, cargo that the ship can't come in there on the count of well, Where a, were
0: you then? At what
1: place? Uh, a place called, where I arrived in, yeah. Bella Bella, that's, that's, that's the port? That's That's the little... Landing place oh, for, for, Creek. for yeah for Wind Creek
0: yeah and uh, you got on the lighter.
1: Yeah, so it was raining and we were soaking, soap. was
0: this summer or winter?
1: Oh, I couldn't tell it you. It wasn't
0: bitterly. It was wet though. was, yeah, that was it, it yeah. was
1: wet. It was raining, and we got wet, and we arrived in to the destination where well, we met there by an unfriendly type. Uh, I would say he was a German, or he had a foreign descent. Uh, and uh, I said to him, after well, we were standing there a long time in our clothes, I said, where do we get some food? He said, you get it when I, when I take it, you to get it. He said, you uh, do as you tell from here on. So we eventually got up to where we were supposed to go. That to was here. at the mine? Yeah.
0: Right near the mine? Yeah, near the mine.
1: Yeah in towards the, between the mine and the hotel. And they had camps there but they weren't as they were supposed to be. We had to go and find room, each of us in another camp with somebody else.
0: They didn't want us. They
1: didn't want us. We were unfriendly guests. They made it hard for us uh, when they knew, when they seen us there. We were told to go up the mine and get timber and make ourselves a bed with bags and uh, go down in the store and you could book your food and you go and cook your own.
0: Cooked your own, no mess? No
1: mess. And and
0: where did you cook it? In your little kitchen. In a little
1: kitchen there. So anyhow, uh, the men, these other young men came home from work and they spotted us there. We had a campfire talk that night. There was a fight because one fellow had to go in one room and they didn't want him. And we had a campfire tour and we found that they was from the same place as us, Boulder and they said, what did you come here for? Well, we said, we come here the same as you were. were. Well, do you find that this is going to be rotten. I, I, they told us all about it and I said, well, why do you stay here? They said, we can't get out of it. We can't make enough money. I said, well, the conditions and the wages and what we're supposed to get there should be enough left for the time you've been here 12 months for you get out of it. What did they, they say? S- they said you can't because they book you up and there's this and that that you can't get enough money. So anyhow, what we decided, we went to work the next morning at 8 o'clock and within an hour three of them had left.
0: Three, three of the f- new fellows? Yeah,
1: three of our, my party left, left. because they were only slaves and they wouldn't wouldn't put up with it.
0: What, were they, were they just sort of making them work under bad conditions? You, Why, what were they you sort wasn't
1: of? allowed to talk to your mate next to you. You mm-hmm. wasn't allowed to whistle. Oh, they no. weren't allowed to smoke. And Just keep working. Keep sloppy. working. And you were told to do this and do that against what you should be doing. You were doing a different job. And you were just kicked about from pillar to post. Anyhow, they left. I was the last one to leave and I left at dinner time.
0: They didn't stick it for the morning shift then. No, well, and we
1: got down to camp, they went and they ordered some groceries. We planned out then in the camp that we would we'd get out of the place. Now we had sixty nine miles to go, what was roadball. Wow. And there was only one way of getting out, one road through the mountains and the only way we could see we could get away would be midnight, after
0: midnight. You sort of sneak out? You sneak out. Away.
1: So they went down to the store to get their groceries and one of the bosses came in and he said, give them nothing, they've all been, they're all pulled out of the job, so don't give them anything to eat. So, I was the only one that had a few bob, or uh, I had a few pounds, not much, but I was able to pay for the little bit we had. Not much, just a little bit. They sold their, their suitcase or what they had their clothing in to get a few of to the others, and I carried mine. So we got going, and sometime early in the morning we came across two teams with about eight to ten horses in, driven by two natives
0: they were going into Rode. they
1: were going into Rode and to get stores oh. for the station oh, so we had a, a ride with them for a little way and uh, they gave us some of their food uh, for me because it was full of stones blowflies and <laughs> it was terrible and uh, they were very we stayed with them we stayed with them for a while, and they were very frightened of ghosts.
0: The not, Tom. Yes.
1: were telling. So anyhow, we walked on. Did
0: you stay with them one night?
1: No, I don't think we did. Just, just the morning. And uh, we, halfway on the trip, we were served with a summons from a policeman to return back, and we had twenty-four hours to get back. So we continued on, and we went on. We went on into Roeburn, got into Roeburn and we landed in there just at dark so we wouldn't be seen. And we got into Big Creek, which we shouldn't have stayed there because they come down in floods and get around. But anyhow, the police knew we were there because they wanted somebody to go to work in the next morning to help the engine driver to run the little train down to the wharf, which was 15 miles down to Point Sampson from Roeburn, And the engine was out of order and they wanted somebody to help the fitter. Mm. So they asked me, "Would would I work? And I said, yeah. When I got onto the job, I found the engine driver never had any idea of threading a pipe or doing anything. So I was always very handy. And i done that part of the job. Anyhow, he couldn't get the engine to work. So they asked me me would I drive the horse with the little tram and the trailer down to meet the boat. I did. And with me going down was the inspector of police. So he got me to go... uh, He sat in with me, which they do, and he found out all about my character and everything. And uh, I, I, I went down, and done the job, I'd done a bit of lumping down there, came back and he said to me, he said, I'm very sorry but uh, later on I'll have to put you in jail. I said, well you have to do your duty, Inspector. I said, what happened to um, the other side? Oh, before I left, excuse, mm-hmm. I said to him, I said, now look, I, I want to wire to my people for my fine. Mm-hmm. So he said, Right. Oh, he said, I'll do it for you. Well,
0: you're fixing up the engine. Yeah. It, yeah.
1: He said, I'll do all that for you. So he did. When I come back, he told me about me going in jail of so the night, oh. and I went in and I was in a little. I was in the great big prison there. Stone with,
0: prison, is it? Yeah.
1: With chains on the floor. There was uh, the prisoners would be taken out in the morning on chains and worked on the road. Really
0: early convicts or yeah. Well, on? I
1: don't know whether they would Could be, be anybody. They could be. Anybody. And uh, I was only there in the night. I went in at 6 o'clock and I was out the next morning by 10. And he got me to go overland with a droving party. in Get which,
0: back here, In which
1: I did. 418 head of cattle and 18 horses stream black fellows and three whites. I was the pacman man and cook. I went down and I brought, then when the cattle was sold, the queue, I went, to Kew.
0: down
1: I came back to, right back to Yandy Station. Where's that? That would be 50 miles in from From Wind Creek, mm-hmm. which is now handed over to the natives. Mm-hmm. And when, on that tra- trip of mine, I was just as bad of a slave as I was on the mine. Because the station owner, he was uh, told the drover to tell me not to feed those blacks the same as we did the, the hugo, just to give them bully beef and dink. Not to give them anything else and don't make a fuss and treat them rotten. And if they didn't do as they told, we put the whip on them. And they done that. And I stuck up for the Blackfellas. I gave them the same tuck as I got myself. When I got back into Roadburn from Overland on the trip, I had to I went to the station. I was only on, in the station one night. I wasn't allowed to have an egg or anything else. So I had to still keep on bully beef. Came back into Roadburn right from there with uh, with the horses and wagon for to bring, pick up the uh, station owner and the provisions and I was supposed to take out 50 odd rams and three bulls through all cattle country onto the station at 30 shillings a week. Sure, when I well. got in there the drover reported that in a letter that I'd treated those blacks the same as they treated us. And he told me, I spoiled his natives and he, he told me, get out in the gutter and live with So I was pushed out in the gutter but I took no notes and I spent the few pounds I had over in the hotel till, till the local drovers, or the meat, going to have to take those cattle out. And they come and told me um, they wouldn't allow me to go and that they see that I got my fair pay back. Right on to which I did. Oh, that was a
0: good
1: question. Yes, I was... These poor black fellows, they were slugged on the trip, and you couldn't do nothing at was.
0: It really upset you. Yes, yeah, it did. It wouldn't oh, make it. Was you terrible.
1: And I see one of them with a driver cut one of their heads open one morning with a shoe and mm. Well, because he was a bit slow doing his work. Well, so. what happened, I was... The cattle would be brought, I would arrive into a, a camp, they'd give me a distance, say 20, go 8 mile, or 4 mile, Whatever the weather was like, they'd tell me, and you'd strike a cliff, or you'd strike a weather. And well, I'd go on with me horse and cart, and me, two horse and cart, and me provision. I'd pull in there and I would cook tea, mm-hmm. get me bread made, get me dinner on, and then when the cattle come in, they'd come in and come on to camp, be short of them around to steady them down, and then I would take over as soon as they got dark, and I'd do the first hour, hour or hour and a half watch, to, while they had their tea, I'd finish up. They'd wash up for me, the drover and the others, and then I'd have to call a native to take the next watch. Oh, and none of those native boys could tell the time. Oh, they wouldn't be. And they? it meant that the drover was the next man to come on duty. Well, after time, those boys were frightened because of the way they were treated. Mm-hmm. And they went on and went on till somebody woke and took over. And the main boy that was after me was his main man. and. This morning, when I say he got his head cut open, the cattle, going along with the cattle, he went to sleep on the horse, and they drifted out on the side. When they come into camp that night, the bloke just got him and banged him over the head with a tongs, and cut his head out. And, went. and the second man and I were going to leave, and we were going to take two of the best horses, and we were going into Carnarvon, and tell them to come and get them. Well, that was that part of the trip.
0: Yeah, Richard, you've got, you haven't got very good memories of the North West then, not happy ones.
1: No, not a happy return, no. Uh, I was, and uh, at Wellburn, it was a terrible day when we left, raining, and we could only do two or three miles the first two days. Mm. It was terrific. And that was my first start off on that job, sitting on a horse day and night.
0: How, how long would it have taken it? Oh, it been?
1: took us about, about eight months, somewhere around about,
0: that, to get back here. Yeah,
1: six to eight months, I think.
0: And where would you have ended up? Like, you'd have to, where did you drive all those down to? Down
1: to Day. Yeah. We sold them a day
0: then you I think they
1: were back. sold at about six pounds a head.
0: And then you just got back from there? Yeah, dollars, yeah. Right?
1: I went back to to the station and the arrow. Then I'd go into Woburn for the stop, for the, get the provision, and from there I left. How'd you
0: get back to the way I
1: got on the boat. On the boat mm. oh I wow. came back again on the same, yeah, same boat? Yes, same boat. Now, this is a little story now. that's never been told before. Oh. And the Sunday Times printed an article one time that they never knew anything about how that ship went down. Mm. Now, I was going to write, uh, get in touch with Mr. Davidson, Dan, I know it was, to tell him about it. You now, Mayor Perth, so on the boat mm. told me, he said, look, Benedict, he said, I'm going to leave this boat. He said, this boat is the most dangerous boat that's on the road. He said, We went to Sydney to have new plates put in. And he said, She's top heavy. Okay. And she he said After
0: what? they got the new plates put
1: in. He said, What's gonna happen? He said this boat will in one of these cyclones would tip over and that will be the end of it. Now I don't know but that's poor, poor of what, whether he was on that boat or not. When it happened but he said I'm telling you, but he said, I couldn't tell the captain, I couldn't tell any of these. He said, I had not said a word, but that's what will happen, and it did. That was sad. um,
0: What I was thinking, you know, I I found an old paper of 1910 about Wim Creek, just about the results of the mine, that was all nothing Mm. interesting. But they
1: said the manager was a Mr. Sleeman, was that? Yeah, there was a Sleeman there. Yeah, true. And was it right well I don't know whether he was there when I was there? I don't remember that, but he was late. He was there at one time, I well, know. And he wouldn't have been like the jailer, would no, he? No, 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 he no, no. He was very dangerous. No, no. I don't know whether he was there when I was there. But uh, it appeared to me he was a file and the that met us. But I wasn't there long enough to uh, no, all the buses well, you know, all the do not, yeah. perhaps they may have been. And he may have been the man that we should have seen. And Instead he said some of, of these underdogs, you know, they were yeah. in our ship buses, yeah. and they were the ship buses later. But they're the ones, of course, now that they yeah. Well, there's some people's power bills that they get through. They always brought the body home those days, yeah, when they? they always brought them into the house and take it away from there. And then with the gold steam, mm-hmm. this cliff, he, he was the delivery stable of Boulder. He had so many white horses, so many black. Mm-hmm. It, that was later on. He used to uh, hire his horses out for weddings and, uh, and undertakers, you see. And uh, there was one undertaker in the gold game. So they used to have a long coffin cart, like a a gun carrier.
0: Did it have a roof on, or just no?
1: Like? Just like a coffin on a big on four wheels,
0: gun. and
1: just to go up the mine, and you'd put the body in it, bring if, it down. If a
0: man was in, uh, killed on the mine, they'd put him straight in this. Yeah,
1: in the box and bring him down. You see, into the undertaker or where he go. Well, anyhow. Every month was clean-up on the island, clean-up day. So this bloke would go up there and the bloke on the electric tram that was taking the slimes out towards Boulder Station would was in, there, in with the bosses, you see, and they'd bring out concentrates from the mill and drop them down the dump and Charlie Clifford would there and he'd pick them up and put them in this coffin box and take them out. People used to say, oh, Christ, there's another accident on the Ivernell. No, no, no must have been realised
0: about regularly once
1: a month. <laughs> then Fred Gundry and I, when I got buried underground, they was had suspicions of me that I was a spy from the... They had one because he put me on after I got buried. He was sympathetic to me because my father was an engine driver on the mine. And uh, so... I was put with Fred. He's still alive, and he got a memory a long way better than mine. I should speak to him He can give you the dates. He can give you everything, and uh, so he was driving the horse with four trucks, I think, it was, And I was his offside, and we used to go out on the dump with the things. And it come Boulder Cup day, and they said, "Anyone off tomorrow finishes up." I was. A bit week after being buried, and I was on a, on a Wincana as a tonic.
0: Oh yeah.
1: And I went down to the race at night shift, come home, and had to go out to Trafalgar by the train. And I had a drink of Wincana at Stevens's hotel there, in Kalgoorlie there, you know, near Montgomerys. And they gave me me bottom of the bottle of Wincana about that much in you know. it.
0: Must and have been happy up. They
1: couldn't get me to work out of bed to go to work. I was that crook with this and I got the sack. Mm. And I was told twelve months after by Fred said, Do you know how you got the sack, George? He said, They thought that you was put there by the manager as a pimp.
0: Mm. It. Look, it must have been really interesting because I've been reading these early newspapers and there was an article on gold-stealing and it said uh, why should the poor black underground be the one that's uh, suspected all the time and they said it's, it's usually the relations and friends of the managers that
1: are... Well, well I'll give it? you some now if you want it. Yeah. You ready? Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. not working. Yeah,
0: it's going now.
1: Well... Uh, uh, I promise you I'll always chop out Yeah, lines. just ask me. Mm-hmm. Do I ever remember anything? Yeah.
0: Do you ever remember anything connected with gull stealing?
1: Oh yes. I uh, I found out uh, a few years w- would have been a little while after. Of course, I was only a kid at the time.
0: This is before you went to Creek?
1: Oh, this was right in eighteen ninety-six when we come here. Oh yeah,
0: yeah.
1: My father was one of the first four engine drivers on the Great Boulder Mine. Now. They worked three shifts
0: mm-hmm.
1: and in the engine room the shift boss, underground shift boss, would bring up samples, supposed to be samples from underground and put in the engine room for safekeeping. of the night. Well, this would go on at different times and...
0: Were they more or less rich specimens from underground, were
1: they? <laughs> they, they were stuff that he was pinching himself.
0: But he was saying he's just... Yeah, p- was yeah.
1: Like My father didn't wake up to it for a while because he was a person that he had plenty of chances becoming a very rich man, but he was too honest.
0: Oh.
1: And it was years after that he said, home there, that he was awfully sorry that he never helped himself when he saw all the wealth that these people had accumulated and what they got out of it and he never got nothing so anyhow this went on and went on he got nothing and of course the boulder mine the great boulder mine at the time was a very rich show free gold and on one level there it was locked up with iron doors on to keep anyone from going in there and they used to sweeten up the dirt every month if they was on poor low-grade ore the To,
0: get the, averages, to
1: get the average and they would sweeten it up by this level well when they get into this level it was a bit of a open go for some of them mm. to get there and of course it was all ed work one would be in with the other and you'd have to have some in together to get it, yeah, see? And it and they would uh, pick out certain ones I suppose which were in with certain ones so they'd keep their mouth mouth closed and take away a little bit each well anyhow that went on and there were some very rich men got out got money and got gold from them then later on in the gold my brother the oldest brother he he, he was just on nanos at the time, and he went to work in the Lake View mine, a battery. Well, that was a very rich mine at the time, too. And uh, there was two other chaps with him, and they were well-known fellows, and they built a furnace in his camp, in a fireplace, and they'd bring home every night a certain amount of amalgam.
0: From the, um, from the battery, battery yeah. and on
1: the weekend they would treat their little oil for the week and they accumulated a lot of money. That would be over a period of time. Oh, oh yes, so, oh, I See, I didn't know what it was as a kid, I used to see these lock tobacco tins they used to carry and they'd have one of them, each of them, full every night well, and uh, of course those times everybody was a gold buyer you could go into any hotel nearly every grocer and there was specified gold buyers everywhere no matter where you went if you had gold you could sell it It i mean these these weren't all they were some legal ones and most of them were illegal isn't it well yeah they were put up as legal there was see there was no detectives uh, staff on gold buying detective gold stealing detectives or anything of that sort it was an open go and i give a, it was no it wasn't a crime because no,
0: no. i remember because even the way mum and dad told me nobody yeah it was a I,
1: I was sympathetic with them. now in 1912 i worked underground in the know i got buried in there mm. and even in that year that there was no ventilation Italian. in the shafts, and there was fire and while you was working, mm. the sanitary arrangements. would be rough. Rough, everything was rough. And those men that there was there, mostly Slavs and Italians, they was uh, known for their creed, or what would I say, they wanted Money. That's all they wanted. Usually to send back yeah. to their own They didn't care what conditions they worked.
0: As long as they got money.
1: They went into these bad ends, working in there without any proper ventilation energy. or anything. They were working with dry machines. I've Seven seen cases. them there with the dust pouring out on them, get up their nose, every part of them be full of dust. They'd come out there and they'd have a drink or well, they'd be coughing and spitting and inhaling all this dust and I say then that good luck to them for whatever they got oh,
0: and they oh, deserved it I'll say because they're
1: terrible well then the uh, unions came to be and then they got the ventilations that's what I give credit um
0: what's what I going to say well did you ever actually see many gold specimens taken out of the mines? Did you see what was it? Was mainly amalgam or little
1: bits of the rich specimens? Uh, <coughs> no, the the amalgam, of course, came from the batteries.
0: Oh, they were the batteries, yeah.
1: The stone was brought from the, from underground, but this is how it was brought. Oh. Now, it would be brought up in sanitary pans.
0: That was one of the well-known ones, wasn't it? You hmm.
1: could get a fair bit up in that. And we had a sanitary contractor who helped quite a lot in the in the getting of the stuff out. And uh, many uh, uh, men were selected, like by bosses, to handle the sort of business and. Uh, In fact, myself one time, I was offered by one of the supervisors a job as toolie on the mine to leave the Commonwealth Railways and go there. And of course my job was being a toolie. I would bring up the tools and of course bring up whatever was required of me to bring up. Now... I've seen down while i have been underground, these foreign chaps, they, they was real good on spicking out the free gold. I've seen them there fosicking around and I've seen us there put a stone on the on a, a rail to upset a truck while they was bobbing it. The others would be would be fosicking around Picking out the eyes out of the good stuff
0: that was in that
1: truck. In the truck, yeah. Uh, putting back in, and uh, it was also for me. I used to be sent there on a busy day as an extra man. Me and my cobbler taken off the sand job uh, with the flying gang. I think it was the fifteen hundred to help to bring up the uh, required amount of dirt wanted so we were quite pleased to see that we could get a spell by the stone being placed on the line we'd sit down and have a spell oh
0: <laughs> i bet you were pleased and
1: uh, of course the, everybody those days always had an enamel billy a blue enamel blinking
0: yeah i've seen it with t- a little handle on there yeah the,
1: with the a thing mug thing. on the top like and they were for tea of course they carried much other stuff.
0: I think that the Italians would have wine and water in that oil, yeah, you know, there. mixture, yeah.
1: and it was a very useful thing. The mining companies woke up, and uh, of course, they knew that the good stuff was being taken away in the cans, high-grade ore, and uh, then they put out in front of the change room pigs and everybody had to turn their billy can upside down.
0: Which mine was this? All of? mines, All every
1: mine they had to do And then they put a false bottom in. They had something that they push in the billy over the top of the... They'd only have very rich stuff there when they'd done this.
0: Oh, they would, neither. And
1: to. push this in and turn the billy up. And uh, that, they got away with that. Then they woke up to that and it was in the boulder mine that they put in an alteration in the change room and you had in the change room they, they separated it into two proportions. When you came on to work you came in your ordinary clothes and your working clothes would be over the other side and you had to climb a straight up ladder about five feet i think it was or six feet naked go over and down so you wouldn't be any stuff with you well anyhow well, they, well who
0: could see you from there
1: well they they have a man a change room man in there
0: watching
1: it watching you and uh, what if they bribed the change room? Man? Oh, that, that, could, <laughs> that, that could have
0: happened.
1: <laughs> what they woke up then, they made a little bag and put it behind a certain part of their anatomy because they only wanted a small bit to make a ounce of pure gold because it, it was free gold. And they'd they done that. I know one or two that was doing it. At all. Anything And another thing, they would put it up a certain part of them uh, me, too, to love. a little dump. Took the risk in all ways. All these sort of Yeah. And uh, that's uh, some of the ways. Now, my brother went to the Labune Battery and they, they made a lot of money. They got that much that they decided they'd go to Adelaide for a trip. They went over there and they mixed up with all the roughest women they could find I think they came back and they 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 brought back a lot of opals with them they sold a lot of opals and spent their money on drink and that and came back, went back to work and made money again. They went down one day and they walked into the Chaffer's battery, and they helped themselves there to a good parcel, no one knew and then another time they used to go over the horseshoe and get in the, they had a big puddle wheel at the horseshoe these, this time, and they used to take the the dirt over on this wheel and tip it into the launders. So these three got up in there one day, and they, well they used to go there regular in old working clothes and scrape out the lawnmowers. Nobody queried them. Never got caught. They were getting gold everywhere. Well, then came the detectives, Pittman and Walsh. And uh, they came to Ben and uh, Pittman was a man. He was a, a policeman and a half. He, he stood right out on the laws and the regulations and everything. The other fellow with him was a gentleman.
0: That's Walsh was a yeah. more
1: of a gentleman. he he'd go to places, and if he could bluff his way in without having a search warrant, he'd do it. He'd go in, and he'd upset drawers and hook in everything in there and leave them on the floor. He treated some of the people terrible, rough. And
0: they didn't like it,
1: either.